Last week we talked about a new perspective and we were talking about how to to realize that Christ is in us, that Christ is moving inside our hearts as we speak today. And I shared with you about the the display that was set up outside that when we turned the fans on that representing the Holy Spirit, the wind, the fire, the doves, all that representing the Holy Spirit, that just turns out there. And how we need to be aware that the Holy Spirit is moving in our lives as we speak every second, every minute, the Holy Spirit is moving in our lives. We're seeing that in the fronts today. We're seeing that in the back today. God is moving in the house and, and the new perspective that we need to see is to realize that. And, and the Lord hit me with Exodus thirteen twenty one, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them along the way. And by night in a pillar of fire to give them light. That they may travel by day and by night. And then that same Holy Spirit, if you jump over to Acts chapter 2, 4... The Holy Spirit used to lead them and was in front of them by fire to follow them. That fire, that Holy Spirit, that Holy Ghost came down upon the believer in Acts 2, 4 and now resides in us. Did you ever think about that before? That just hit me and, and that Holy Spirit resides in us now. Those that choose that to do that, that Holy Spirit moves in you. We are led by the Holy Spirit if we choose to be. Uh, something else, the praise team, it's like you guys just, just preached my sermon. The evidence. The evidence is all around. The Holy Spirit is moving. There is evidence all around us. We're seeing that today. People are calling out to God. Just now, today, at this second, the Holy Spirit is, is moving around us, and we're seeing the evidence of that. We're seeing that the Holy Spirit is speaking to our hearts. He's knocking on our door and saying, hey, let me in. He's knocking and saying, I want to do this in your life today. That spirit is moving in us now, and he's trying to get us to to, to just say, okay, okay, move in me. I know you're standing up. It's good for you. But if you need to sit down, it's okay. But I'm going to let you sit down just a second. But we see him through people's actions, We're seeing through people today that the Holy Spirit's moving in them. The Holy Spirit is, through my actions, is moving and said, hey, remind them of this. The Holy Spirit is moving through our actions, just like 2 Peter 2 or 121 said he would do. We can feel his presence with us at all times, even though I walk through the shadow of death, thou art with me. Thy ride and staff, they comfort me all the days of my life. The Holy Spirit is with us. God is with us. And we'll move into the today is that we need to get that in us. We need to get that in us. And the title today is Practical Living. And, and we need to get practical about recognizing what the Holy Spirit is doing in our lives. And now I'm going to read the scripture to you, then we'll sit down. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, this is 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 11. Now concerning spiritual gifts, oh, by the way, hi, everybody. Welcome to Oakton. Uh, welcome online, you know, all that good stuff. But now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. 
You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols, however you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one seeking, speaking in the Spirit of God ever says, Jesus is accursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. Now there are varieties of gift, but the same Spirit. There are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all and every one. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom. How many of us need wisdom today? To another in the utterance of knowledge, we need a a word from the Lord in our life. To another faith, Father, that faith needs to well up in me today. To another the gift of healing by the same, the one Spirit. To another the working of miracles. How many need a miracle in your life? To another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another in various kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by the one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. The Holy Spirit is with us today. The Holy Spirit is moving upon us today, and we need to get a hold of that And apply that to practical living. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And Father, we ask that that you reveal through me to the people what you're wanting to say today. Lord, bypass me and just speak to their spirits. But Father, speak to us today what you're trying to say. and, And how practical you are for our lives. How when applied that you change our lives. And Father, that's why you're here. Is you want to to minister to every need in this body. And Father, you've equipped us to accomplish that in Jesus' name. And Father, again, I ask that you minister to each one here today. And Lord, I know there's some still carrying some heavy laden, some heavy loads. And Lord, your word says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, I'll give you rest. And so Lord, we ask that your peace just rest upon us today. Father, that we can receive the totality of you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Tell you what, I just need to decide that I'm supposed to wear these glasses are blue. And I think I've set them down and picked up my black ones several times, but I ended up with the blue ones. And I don't know why I got them, but anyhow, that's another rabbit to chase. But the Holy Spirit was given to us for practical living. And practical means hands-on, actively living out our faith. The Holy Spirit was given to us so that we could not just get by, but that we could live out our faith. Uh, We see this, and guys, I don't think we realize how simple this is. Uh, We try to to expect these, uh, these, these, like God to stop the sun today. That's a move of the Holy Spirit. Or God to, to move this mountain right now, that's a, and then God can do those mountains. But what the Lord is showing me, that, that, that the Holy Spirit is so practical for everyday living, that we need to learn to apply him to every situation in our life. He gave us nine gifts to apply to every situation in our lives, more than nine gifts. I'm just talking about a few here. But to apply to practical living. And I'm not getting this across. I'm not satisfying myself. But it's like Peter and John. They were just walking to the temple like they did every day in in Acts chapter 3. They were just, hey, Dad, it's time to go to church. 
uh, we're going to church, and they're just walking to church. And, and they walked by the beggar who was begging, and they noticed him. And, and they said, and they began to minister to him. In other words, they were just living daily life. They were going to church. And, and the beggar caught their attention, and they ministered to him. Practical living. In other words, as we're going through life and, and we're minding our own business and life just hits us and we need the Holy Spirit, how can we apply him to our situation? Again, Peter and John, I don't think, you know, the, the scripture is that, or everybody, I think Brian even said it. Jesus walked by that beggar um, several times and never healed him. He left it up to the disciples. But what the Lord hit me with is the disciples walked by him just as many times before. But that particular day, they applied the Holy Spirit to that situation and changed the guy's life. Brought healing. That's a gift of the Holy Spirit. They had faith. That's a gift of the Holy Spirit. Just began to look at all the things they were, all the gifts they were operating in to touch this guy's life. And so as we are walking through Walmart... What opportunities do we have to apply the Holy Spirit to everyday living? And God was trying to put this on my heart. And so I took a break. Amy was out of town. She asked me to go do her chickens. And so I went up to feed her chickens. And it happened again. The door locked behind me. You think I'd learn the second time. The door locks behind me. And I'm stuck in the chicken coop again. Anger hits me, first off. It hits me because I just bought a brand new pair of hokas that are 180 bucks. And, and I just went by to quickly, see, you know, my, you appreciate your daddy now, don't you? What the That's what the rock's for. <laughs> the rock keeps the door from being closed on you. But I've got these hokas on. I'm in my good clothes. And then you see the picture behind me. The last time I had to crawl through that hole in the chicken manure and, and crawl out and then crawl over the fence where we got bob or uh, uh, tighter wire on the fence so you can't get your shoes in. So I literally roll over the fence the last time, okay? Cut me up, everything. And I'm like, Lord, you just give me this big revelation and then you stick me in the chicken coop. <laughs> and it's just like the speaker spoke to me and said, well, then how can you apply the spiritual gifts? Well, I definitely need uh, uh, forgiveness and repent, but, uh, uh, you know, because the things I was thinking about my daughter, but, but I began to think, well, I need wisdom and knowledge and give me a revelation. And so I began to look around that room, not to ruin my tennis shoes and not to get dirty. By the way, it just rained and it was really nasty. And, and I began to look around in there and the Lord draws my eyes to a, a cattle panel that, that one of the wires was broke off. He said, break that off and pick the lock. I thought, well, how am I going to do that? So I just took that and just began to do this. And when I broke it off, it made a little hook. And I stuck that out there and then locked the lock. Practical living. Practical living. And again, I'll say it later, and I'm reaching here on this one, but I believe it's the Lord. But I think every point thing should point to Jesus and the cross from the spiritual gifts. But, but it pointed me to the cross because I didn't ruin my good tennis shoes and the Lord was looking out for me and I praise God. 
It pointed me to the cross. And so I began to think about this, and, and really this sermon this week, I was saying, okay, Lord, I'm going to build this sermon around things that you show me that are practical living. And I got around to Thursday, and I'm like, okay, Lord. And the reason being we don't notice things is because we, we got these, we just don't realize how much God's moving in our life. We don't realize how practical God is. Well, then we go to the conference yesterday, and this lady, uh, Reverend Moore, was quoting another guy. And I don't know who she was quoting, so I'll just quote her. But she said, God is doing 10,000 things a day in our lives, and we might only recognize three. And she went on to preach that she was worried about the 990, or 9,997 things she was missing out on. And, and anyway, but what the Lord began to do with me is, first off, he was showing me the practical living things. He was saying to me, Kent, I'm moving 10,000 times a day in your life, and you don't even recognize most of it. And so I said, okay, Lord, what are you speaking to me then? Ask and it will be given. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the doors will be open. Matthew 7, 7 come to mind. But another one that, that really hit me was the Lord reminded me of something that was simple. I went to Joplin to do some hospital visits and, and I always pray the Lord shows me a word and gives me a word to encourage the people. And he gave me one, Isaiah chapter 40, I believe. And, and that word, I, I, I took it and and I shared it, but he also showed me one in Psalms 118. And anyway, I thought, well, I've never used that in prayer before. But Psalms 118 says, you will not die, but live and proclaim what the Lord has done. Amen. I thought, well, that's, that's good. And so I went down there and I went to the first visit and I felt like the Isaiah one for that person. And man, the Lord moved. And it was an awesome time. And then I went to the second person and, 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 and shared the same thing, but it just wasn't hitting home. And so when I prayed for him, I was so nervous. I knew I wasn't there yet. And so I just started praying in the spirit and praying that still wasn't, I wasn't satisfied. And about Lynn, the lady, the, the wife of the, the guy that was in there, she said, I've been standing on Psalms 118, verse 17. And I thought, and it just doesn't have as much impact. Yeah, the Lord showed me that this morning. She's like, sure he did, pastor. But the Lord had already put that scripture on my heart to share to them. And so you saw in one instance that I stepped out in the Holy Spirit and, and saw the marvelous move of the Lord. But in another instance, the Lord gave me a word and, and I was too nervous to step out. So the Holy Spirit is moving constantly. How are we perceiving him. I'll get into it a little bit later, but the Lord had showed me for us to recognize the Holy Spirit, we must have upper room experiences. And, and I'm going to get into that a little bit later. But, but as I was studying and it, it, it popped up here and, and I had to come up and, and the cross is gone now, but, but excuse me, the plants at the foot of the cross had all died. And, and I picked them up, and I was going to try to bring them, get some water to them, and get them to come on. And, and you can see how beautiful they were. They were at the foot of the cross, and how beautiful our cross looked. And because they were seven days without water, they died. 
And, and anyway, the Lord spoke to me as I was carrying them out of here that without upper room experiences, we will die. Amen. We can be at the foot of the cross, but if we don't allow the Lord to touch our hearts, we could die spiritually. And I think that, that, that that's what blows my mind. I, I'll just be straight. I was in there yesterday at this meeting and, and man, worship went off and the spirit kapow hits me and the spirit's moving on me so strong. I'm over there weeping and I look around and some people are talking and not even paying attention. I'm like, how can the spirit be so strong on me and not on them? And I don't want to get into that. It's the various reasons. But when the spirit's moving on us, we got to open up and say, here I am, Lord. And I think that the spirit is moving upon us and we need to say, Lord, here I am. I think when we don't, we'll become dry. In other words, we can be at the foot of the cross every Sunday and never experience the move of the Holy Spirit. Or we can be at the foot of the cross every Sunday and experience the totality of the Spirit and be refreshed and renewed. Same way every morning in our Bible studies and our prayer. I get in the, I'm still not wanting to leave that first point. And so, uh, in other words, practical living, and we're in that still. But, but how there's so much need in the community, and the Holy Spirit is moving so much, and he's needing workers to accomplish that need. So, if you've today had a prayer need, in other words, if you prayed for anything today at all, I want you to stand up that you prayed for something today. Be honest, guys. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm standing up already. I've been praying about things already. Okay, let's look around the room here. There's probably at least 100 people standing up. There's 100 needs in this room today that need the Holy Spirit to minister to their situation. And it's a, it's a big range. It could be healing. It could be a family member. It could be lots of things, but there's, there's major opportunities for the Holy Spirit to use us to minister. You can go ahead and sit down into the needs of the people. In other words, practical living. People are sitting right beside us that need a touch of God on their life, and God's wanting us to minister, minister to these needs. Are, are we sensitive to this practical living and, and these practical things that I'm sharing. I know I'm bouncing back, but I want us to get that because usually it's the people in Walmart we avoid is the ones God's wanting us to minister to. Usually the ones that, 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 that we look at and we say, oh gosh, I'll be there an hour, I can't go there. And we walk the other way. That's usually the ones the Lord's wanting us to minister to. But my point is the Lord's trying to work in their lives and he's working in their lives, but he wants you to also help him work in the lives of the others. That's why we're here today. We're not here to build our kingdoms in this world. We're here to build God's kingdom. And when we get that order in order, then we're going to be blessed anyway. We're here to minister 
and be ministered to through and by the Holy Spirit. Another thing the Lord showed me, and these are just verbatim, but things that, that he hit me with. And he showed me we can't live double lives and recognize the Holy Spirit. Matthew 6, 24 says, No one can serve two masters at the same time. You will hate one of them and love the other, or you will be faithful to one and dislike the other. You cannot serve God and money at the same time. And I began to think about, and I think that the Lord is putting this on my heart, about the things that we allow in in our lives. We don't allow the effect that they have on us, but it keeps us from being faithful. And, and the Lord took me back, and to be honest with you, I wish he wouldn't have. But to my days that when I got saved, I, I had to give up some things. But he reminded me that whenever I'd get riled up and I wanted to go whoop somebody, I would listen to Nazareth, and I can't repeat, the, I think it's called Hair of the Dog, but I can't repeat what the song says. But I thought about that, and I used to get all riled up and then go out and do the devil's business, whether I realized it or not. But just that song, going over that lyrics in my mind a little bit Thursday, those words were still going through my mind today. And we don't realize what we put in affects what we do in our route. And I really can't figure it out. You know, I can't figure out why my wife doesn't want me to watch The Walking Dead. Can you, can you figure out why she doesn't want me to watch that? I, I can tell you this, when I'm watching The Walking Dead, I'm not going, praise God, hallelujah. You see what I'm getting at today? There's some things that we need to clean up and not to measure up, but to clean up because we're blocking the Holy Spirit from moving in our lives. And that's what we need to be aware of today, that music, guys, if, if you're sitting around and watching CNN all day, it affects your life. If you're watching Fox all day, 24-7, it's going to have an impact on your thinking. We need to be spending more time on allowing the Holy Spirit to have an impact on our thinking. It's hard to be fresh up here every week and, and have a sermon every week 52 times a year, uh, actually sometimes two, three times a week. And the Lord reminded me the other day that, Kent, I want you to approach it like tithing is that, that you spend 90% studying and 10% praying, but if you flip that and spend 90% praying and 10% studying, it'll even blow open wider. But I challenge you guys the same thing in our spiritual lives, that, that we've given God more than 10%, that we're trying to say, God, I want you to have all of me. Amen. And I want you to move totally upon my life. In, in my life. And Lord, if there's anything that keeps me from loving you and allowing your Holy Spirit to move and lead, Lord, I don't want to serve that master. And again, it's not because we have to, it's because we want to. The Holy Spirit, when we recognize him and realize that the effect he'll have on our lives, 
it's much better or 100% better than the other options we try. Another one that just again is verbatim, but, but uh, the Lord showed me we must recognize all the gifts. I was reading a magazine there this week and a devotional in it, and a girl had asked on Facebook, where can I find an on-fire church with no tongues? That was the question. That was the answer. Nowhere. Such church doesn't exist. The concept is quite impossible. This is quotes from the magazine. It is possible to have a vibrant church, to grow, to enjoy relationships, to serve, go on mission trips and study the Bible and be emotionally satisfied. Most churches offer this. But it is impossible to find a church on fire without the manifestation of tongues allowed in their, in their body. We like to say, well, God, I want this part of you, but not this part. And we already read the scripture here. The Holy Spirit gives the gifts as he sees fit. There's many times I fall back on the gift of tongues because I don't know what else to do. And so I pray in the spirit and I seek the Lord that way. The other thing the Holy Spirit showed me was that, that there's wolves in sheep's clothing. And a lot of times it seems religious. And the scripture is Matthew seven fifteen and 16. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are uh, uh, rave, ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or fig from thorn or thistles. And, and the reason I'm stumbling around there is the Lord really burned this on me late last night. That, that we are embracing a lot of things that are wolves in sheep's clothing, clothing. And it was back to what I said earlier today. All the gifts, the Holy Spirit, all the things of God will point to Jesus or the cross. And if they don't, then I would be shy of them. In other words, they can, they can operate in gifts, but if they're not pointing you to Christ and they're not pointing you to the things of God, then I would be careful. And I would be on watch about that. The Holy Spirit is given to point us to, cross, to the cross, to salvation. The Holy Spirit is given to us to bring us closer to God, not further from God. I was watching a show that was claiming to be Christian. It was lifting up love and the gift of healing. But not one time during the show did I hear anyone, or actually I'd ever heard Jesus' name mentioned one time. So how can you operate in the gift of healing and never mention Jesus? Or how can you operate in any gift and not see the results of Jesus through salvation? Through this whole deal, there's healings and all these things. Again, the name of Jesus was never mentioned. Salvation was never offered up. I never saw anybody take salvation on that day. What happened when there's a move of the Holy Spirit? People got saved and they changed their lives. When people operated in the gifts, people were saved. 3,000, 5,000 were saved. It got to the point where they were saved daily when they were operating in the gifts of the Spirit. So that when we operate in the gifts of the Spirit, it points people to salvation and to the cross. 
And we need to be careful if it does anything else. But I always get asked as a pastor, what do you think about this show or that show? Uh, I wouldn't recommend that show. I even thought that, that you know, uh, it's really better than anything you watch on TV. But the Holy Spirit spoke to me, if they're, if they're doing it in the name of God and it's not accurate, then is it better than TV? So anyway, thoughts. And I don't know why I'm throwing that out there, but I am. I'm just throwing you things the Holy Spirit was dealing with me about this week, okay? And if you don't like them, delete them. I sent a letter to the conference or the district this week on something we were doing. And if you don't agree with me, just hit the delete button. I don't want to hear your complaints. I didn't say that. I just said hit the delete button. So if, if you don't agree, just hit the delete button. But let the Spirit deal with you about it. But again, back to that upper room experiences. The Lord showed us how to do this in Acts chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. The Bible says these, with, these were with one accord. They were devoting themselves to prayer. Together with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and his brothers, in those days Peter stood up among the brothers, uh, the company of persons, which is all about 120 and said, and then he, he would minister and he'd preach the word. But the things that we see in this little, little deal here, this little passage of scripture in two verses was that they were striving for unity. Unity with God first, but unity with each other. So to have upper room experiences, we need to be striving for unity with God. And that's kind of all the things we just talked about. You know, if we got things that are hindering us or things that are here, we, we give those things to God. We're in one accord with him. But also we do all we can to maintain the unity of the body. And I thought one of the services yesterday were, were great and what they were talking about that a lot of times when we don't agree with somebody, we try to push them out instead of bringing peace to the situation. And as Christians, we need to try to bring peace to the situation. We need to try to bring the influence of God to, to, the, to the situation and not discord. We're trying to bring people together, not apart. Unity. Unity with God and unity with the brother. And again, based on the things of God. They were devoted to prayer. Are we devoted to prayer? To upper room experience, you've got to be in unity with God, unity and brother, and then devoted to prayer. They were devoted to Peter's leadership, the word teaching. Again, Peter stood up among them. But you see that later on in Acts chapter 2, verses 42. They were devoted to the apostles' teaching, to the word, the breaking of bread, and the communion, and the fellowship. All those things that we were talking about in the upper room experiences, the disciples took back to the people. They're obedient to God. Jesus had already told them in Luke 24, 49, I'm going to send you what the Father has promised, but, but for now, stay in the city. Stay there until you have received the power from heaven. Guys, that's what the sermon's about today. And if the praise team wants to come forward, we made a circle. And we came back to the first thing. And that's being obedient to the Holy Spirit. In other words, being obedient to listen when he's moving in practical living. To see that how that we can keep the unity in the body of Christ, but also the unity with Christ. The Holy Spirit's doing that. Well, I'm bad. God did this to me. He allowed this to happen. Well, the Holy Spirit's there 
to bring unity between you and God. If you're angry with God today, God wants unity with you. He sent Jesus for you and died so that you could have a relationship and work through things. God didn't send any of you to hell. God, God won't send you to hell. It's your choice if you go to hell. Now, he may send you later, but it's your choice. But unity of the brother. Again, we see the disciples listen to this. And I wasn't even planning on saying this, but I keep going back to Acts 2.42. They took their upper room experiences and taught it to the people. And we need to have upper room experiences. And we do that by allowing the Holy Spirit to minister to us and allowing the Holy Spirit to use us to minister to other people. It's just practical living. It's everyday things. When your brother's hurting, pray for him. Man, I, I would challenge you today, and, and I've made this vow and I do it 90% of the time, but if somebody walks up to me and shares something with me, I try to pray for him right then. And the reason I didn't, I say 90% is because in Sunday school, right before I started teaching, somebody was talking to me and I wanted to pray with them and I didn't do it then, but I did later. But we need to take that opportunity to pray with people when they lay a need before us. But look for the opportunities for the Holy Spirit to move in our lives. So today the altar call is, do you, do you even have had an upper experience, upper room experience through salvation? Are you saved today? Uh, guys, I'll be straight with you. And this is kind of back into what I've been preaching today, allowing the Lord to use you and not to push people away, but to embrace them by the power of the Holy Spirit. One of the main speakers yesterday was a, a pastor that went through seminary at the same time that I was going through a course of study. And this guy was far left and we could not see eye to eye for nothing. And, and he was so liberal, and he was so out there, and, and I avoided this guy. And I couldn't hardly stand the guy, if you'll know the truth. And when I heard he was preaching yesterday, I thought, he don't even agree the same way as we do. But you heard the first thing out of his mouth when he got up there. He said, I probably led more people away from Christ than I led to Christ. I thought, what? And he kept going back to that. Well, then he made a comment at the end of his, his preaching and teaching. He goes, I was saved seven years ago. I thought, bud, you're in seminary 10 years ago. He had a, a, an upper room experience. And the God changed his life. The Holy Spirit changed his life. And he's out there preaching the gospel. And to be honest with you, what we're going through as a church, he's better equipped to do it than anybody. Because he was on the other side, if you will. Blew my mind. This guy was unbelievable yesterday, speaker. And I used to avoid him. And the Lord really hit me. Did you ever pray for this guy? Did you try to keep the peace and the unity because you're on opposite sides? Allowing that door to be open. Why? To allow the Holy Spirit to use your giftings to bring somebody to Christ. That's why we keep the doors open. Yeah, we protect our family. I know a lot of you are going through some things. You've had to make some hard decisions. You've got to protect your family. But you can still keep the door open to minister to people and allow that Holy Spirit in practical living to touch your life. 
Are you catching the message today? Because I feel like it's going, whoop. Is it May Day, payday, time to get out of here, get away from the pastor so I can go have some fun? No, I'm kidding. But if you accepted Christ, your Lord and Savior, the second thing, have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? Have you yielded completely to the Holy Spirit today? And I want to challenge you guys. And again, many of you stood up today that you got something going on in your life you need prayer about. Let's have an upper room experience and allow the Holy Spirit to tell us how to deal with that situation. And some of you others around here, how can God use you to help in these situations? But we need the Holy Spirit to intervene and have intervention in our lives. <laughs> we need to get stuck in the chicken coop. It just hit me. <laughs> so it makes us think about the Lord. Amen. So if you stand to your feet today, Father, in the words that's being preached today, Father, I ask that you, I know your Holy Spirit's ministering today. And Father, I know that people's making a decision now to where they're, they're going to move and choose you and step out a little further in their faith or maybe even get saved today. Father, I pray that they choose you. Father, I pray that they step out a little further and realize that the Holy Spirit's a gentleman. Father, that you're a gentleman and that you never pressure us or, or make us feel heavy laden, but you do the opposite. Father, you make us feel comfortable. Father, you come in and you, you, you help us through our situations by your Holy Spirit. But Lord, let us reach out to you today. Father, let us yield to the upper room experiences, Lord. And Father, as I'm uh, seeing the people across the room and I know your Holy Spirit is dealing with them, Lord, I ask that they move out in your spirit. In Jesus' name, we give you a glory, honor, and praise. These altars are open. If you need prayer of any kind, come up, and I'll pray with you. If you just want to spend time with the Lord, come up today. But let's just yield to him. Let's just yield to the Spirit a little bit more today. Let's take a little bit deeper walk with him.